Hello there, we are back to finally finish reviewing the book of Boba Fett, even after it's probably off of everybody's mind, we ourselves had to take it off of our minds for a little bit, because it was just so underwhelming and so lackluster. But it wasn't the worst show in the world, but probably bottom tier Star Wars material, and we're here to talk about it today. My name is Cody, across the internet from me is my great friend Zach, and we are reviewing the entire season of The Book of Boba Fett today. So Zach, why don't you get us started off by just saying your overall impressions of this show? Did it meet your expectations? Did it fall short? And is it good, middle of the road, or bad? Hmm... Well, I got to start off by saying that I think this is a Disney show that was kind of forced. I think they had said a long time ago in some board meeting, we're going to make a Boba Fett show. Once we get our streaming service up and running, we're going to do all the big characters, the fan mm -hmm. favorites. And so on the surface, Boba Fett is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves him. Everyone thinks it's a, a cool character and it's got a lot of potential. Yeah. I think where Disney went wrong and why Boba Fett ended up to me being, like you said, bottom tier, very not even hardly middle of the road, like a little bit below middle of the road. I think where they went wrong was they came out with the Mandalorian first. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked through that with some of our previous episodes that the Mandalorian is basically what everyone thought Boba Fett was going to be, or at least should have been, because that's what's interesting to fans is, right. you know, Boba Fett flying around to planets, assassinating people, doing his bounty hunter thing. We wanted that. We wanted the cold blooded killer that was told by the baddest dude in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Hey, no disintegrations. We didn't get that. We got a very neutered, very tame very peacekeeping Boba Fett that mm -hmm. just felt honestly really out of character. Yeah. It felt like they completely went away with the canon that they built yeah. and decided to go a completely new direction, which I don't think fits the character of Boba Fett. And so as I concluded this season or this, yeah, the series, I just, I felt myself thinking, man, this, like this, could have been so good if they just wouldn't have made the Mandalorian first. That's all the show really made me want to do is watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and just pretend that it was Boba Fett essentially. Yeah. And yeah. so I, when when your flagship character that's on the title eventually kind of becomes a secondary character in the show, you know you've got problems. Yeah. And so we'll get into those. Um, but yeah, just initially, man, I just think that. The downfall of this show was the fact that they came out with The Mandalorian before they did Boba Fett. And so any expectation of Boba Fett being a cold-blooded killer would have just been a reproduction right. of a previous show that they already made. So yeah. they kind of set themselves up for failure, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I actually I love that take because... The Mandalorian does a lot of what we probably would have wanted Boba Fett to do. And I'm kind of, I'm at the point where I would say, yes, this is bottom tier Star Wars. I wouldn't necessarily say it is a bad show through and through because it's, 
it is fun. It's entertaining, but it's more fun in the sense of like after school entertainment type of fun, if that makes sense. Even though it starts off really slow and it starts off kind of wanting to be this philosophical thing, it then kind of transforms into like typical Disney fair, you know? So it's really, it's, it's very polarizing in the type of story it is. I feel like there was no story direction. Like I feel like the overall story from episode one to episode seven, it's not really clear what the objective was. Like, yes, you are kind of taming this ex-bounty hunter, making him more of this respectable leader. But at the end of the day, he becomes a side character by the time you're at the end of the show. And you kind of are sitting there being like, I would have just rather had Mandalorian season three. You know, why did they make this? Um, yeah. And yeah. it's it's one of those things that reeks of like executive decisions, right? Like this is what the board wanted because this will sell. We can make we can make a bunch of toys. And, and I'm sure some of that was the thought process in because it just it started to be like a catch all at one point. It's it's like you got Boba Fett, you got the Mandalorian, you got Baby Yoda back, you got Luke, you got Ahsoka, you got this, that. And it's just like, OK, so this show was not only uh, directionless at one point. It also was made to like sell merchandise and toys. And and I do think that there was like legit fan service in there. I don't think they're to the point of where, you know, they're doing the subversion of expectation thing. They're not doing the whole Ryan Johnson thing. It just felt uninspired at the end of the day. It felt uninspired. It felt like it could have been something else. And I think one of the biggest mistakes, too, was putting it on Tatooine and not fully diving deep into the underground, like, crime scene of Tatooine. They did it in like the most PG sense yeah. possible. And I feel like that just made it uninteresting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about towards the end when all these gangs are kind of joining together under Boba Fett in a really honestly unbelievable way. Yeah. Like it was kind of like, Hey, we got to do this because this is our city and we do this for honor. And it's mm -hmm. like, there are, there's no honor among thieves. And yeah. if you go back to A New Hope, where you kind of are first introduced to Moss Eisley and mm -hmm. Moss, like the just kind of Tatooine as a, in a general sense, you are told by Obi-Wan that like, at least the Moss Eisley was, you know, a, a, you're not going to find more villainous and horrible people. Right. And it's kind of reflected in the Boba Fett yeah. show is that like, this is supposed to be kind of similar to Moss Eisley. And you're like, why are all these gangs joining together? Like, it just, it was not convincing to me that yeah. they would have looked out for each other's interests because a third party was running spice through their town, which they were literally right. all benefiting from. So it just, it didn't make sense. The villain, even the, the pikes just weren't built up enough to be a convincing villain. Yeah. Like, and especially how they're, you know, kind of eliminated at the end is just very, it just felt like they had to wrap it up quickly in episode seven because they didn't get any more funding. And so it was like, okay, well, this is how we just kill them all off real quickly. And it was like, yeah, they're not even that threatening then. Like, how is this a yeah. huge issue? If you literally could send one person to their base mm -hmm. and kill everybody, like that yeah. makes no sense how from the beginning then that, you know, they were worried that the pikes were even a a, a threat. And yeah. so 
to me, it's just a lot of it was felt like they were grasping at a lot of like you kind of said a fan service stuff that mm-hmm. they were trying to smash in at the end. And so yeah. um, but I do want to say that although they were grasping at a lot of stuff, I think there were moments where I could see the cleverness of the the writers. And by what I mean by that is them trying to tie in different Star Wars canon into this show is, I think, a clever way to make this show just kind of roped into the 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 Star Wars, you know, the the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I kind of want to ask you about this. Let's just dive right in. Is Luke? You know, you got young Luke. Um, mm-hmm. It's the time period of this. I'm sure is like what right after. Um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So yeah. he's starting to, you know, build his his next phase of life. And so by that, he's going to train the new generation of Jedis. And so you get that whole storyline. And so what did you think, though, of super mystical Luke? And what did you think of him building that school? Because if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the school that Ben um, destroys? Solo? eventually destroys yes yeah yeah i think i'm thinking so right like i would guess so i would doubt that you know he would have built multiple schools but Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that that whole that whole episode i luke in general i felt like man something is off here something is really off what is going on like we all know that this is like a deep fake of of uh mark hamill but I was like, this just doesn't like who is acting here? Like this is terrible acting. Like this is awful. Like it was it was legitimately terrible. And then come to find out, I guess it was all done with artificial intelligence. Like the the dialogue and all that stuff. They kind of ran a bunch of dialogue from Mark Hamill doing Star Wars stuff over the years, and they were able to like create this um persona with artificial intelligence which the technology behind it is impressive however one thing we've found is that robots at this point in time can't act so uh the acting was just like man something is on something feels weird here like the performance felt lifeless and it just feels like every time we get luke skywalker back on screen post return of the jedi it's ultimately just kind of disappointing right you have the last jedi where it's like oh well that you know That was written poorly. And then, you know, at the end of Mandalorian, they do kind of give us this moment where Luke kind of finally gets to show how powerful he is. So that was cool. But then we get him in an actual episode and it's like, oh, man, this is awful. This is terrible. You know, like, don't ever do that again. Like, (laughs) that was just so bad. Trouble of that. Yeah, I wrote down in my notes as I was listening to him because I felt the same way. What? are they doing with him? Like, yeah. I didn't know it was like AI. I literally was like, who wrote this? Because <laughs> this is a professional who wrote this dialogue. Yeah. Like, this is worse than George Lucas level of writing dialogue. And <laughs> like that guy is notorious for writing terrible dialogue. Yeah. But I wrote that like super mystical Luke is like listening to how a middle schooler thinks 
a Jedi talks. <laughs> it was sure. It was like a knockoff yeah. Dumbledore. It was, yeah, it, yeah. Everything he ta- like said was like these empty platitudes, and it was. It got to a point where it's like, gosh, this is so cringy. Like, yeah. How would you ever take this guy seriously if he was your teacher? Yeah. I'd be like, dude, just talk like a normal person. Like, yeah. Like, you did not just go from Return of the Jedi emotional ending like you're you met your dad finally face to face to all of a sudden just this mystical like i only he reminded me of like a a knockoff buddha in a way just yeah yeah, yeah. like he talked in these weird like i said platitudes and it was just like geez oh flip man this is so bad it was so hard to get through but even in that, I was like, I can see the cleverness of them tying this show to the new Star Wars, like the the Force Awakens sure. series yeah, yeah, of yeah. Star Wars with that the school. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's the school that mm-hmm. Kylo Ren eventually blows up. And yeah. like that's <laughs> cool how they tie that in. Yeah. I, I appreciate the yeah. effort to still try and tie this into the Star Wars universe. And it's probably mm-hmm. the only good thing I could say about this series is that they tried, I guess, to get them to get the the show tied into to the universe. Sure. They um, did. They put in a full effort to finish the show. They yeah, sh- they did. Yeah. <laughs> so I but just kind of on the whole, man, the show to me just could not decide what it wanted to be. Like what direction it wanted to go and what it at the end of the day, what it wanted to be. It started out as a redemption story of Boba Fett. It morphed into gangster, mafia, godfather kind of vibes. And then we got basically Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. And then we wrapped up with a very lackluster war, if you could even call it a war. Yeah. A fight scene. It's a street fight scene, which yeah. I, I just it's if you're gonna do a battle, do it big. Don't just do it in the street with yeah. seven characters. I mean, it was just it was just lackluster by the end. I felt like the show just hung on to really irrelevant characters at times. Like real, like the whole building the ship scene. That was the whole episode. It was the whole episode was yeah. building an N1 fighter that's like cool that's awesome that they're referencing back yeah. to you know episode 1 but i don't think it's cool enough to warrant an entire episode to yeah. like and any fan sh- would say that and so in the comedy just, in that episode is like really hit or miss and for me it was like big miss um <laughs> yeah not my style of of comedy uh, mm-hmm. in delivery, writing, setup, payoff. It was just like, oh, they're trying to... They went from making... Like, we talked about episode four. They had this really serious development of the Mandalorian. He's, like, banished from people. And he's, like, looking for a place of belonging. And then they send him to the ship lady. And it just was, like, of all people, to have, like, a, like a, a duo episode with... You know, Pedro Pascal, who is excellent. Like, yeah. you know, he, he really is an excellent actor. He's pretty good. And then he's stuck having to perform with, I don't know who the actress was. I don't want to say anything bad about her, but that was just, we'll just say poorly written. And the yeah. performance didn't deliver for me. But 
Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a weak character that they kept on. Like, they kept her on. They brought her, her back. I feel like she's really going to be a recurring no character. Reason. Yeah, and and they focused on, like I said, just kind of irrelevant characters. Like, we had Chrysanthemum. I can never say his name right. How do you say it? I think it's Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Like, cool character. Hardly in it. Yeah. Hardly in the show. You had the mods, which I just... It just doesn't do it for me. Having these cyborg punk kids that ride around multicolored Vespas is just not, they're not threatening. They're not, they, they weren't developed. The only plot or character development that they had is, oh, we're poor. And this water guy is kind of like yeah. giving us a hard time. They tried and to throw, they tried to throw a little bit of an arc there in the last episode. And it was like, oh, so. So, so this is just like a throw-in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we got to tie some stuff up, make some of these characters relevant. So here's here we go. We got a long um, checklist of things we didn't finish in the first six. Let's do it all now. Yeah, yeah. And I think the strongest character, honestly, was Cad Bane, like the, the gunslinger from the desert. Which sure, yeah, that was cool. Characters. That was a really cool... I was like, why did they make the show around... This guy being the villain. This guy is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why was he introduced in like the last episode? Yeah. Like this is just seems like they missed a huge opportunity. This guy yeah. is cool. I mean, it's very fistful of dollars, spaghetti mm-hmm. western, dirty yeah. hairy ass. And that was cool. Like that's yeah. Star Wars, I think, is at its best when it kind of leans into the space western mm-hmm. themes. And we kind of talked about that. Early on when they had like the train scene or the train episode where they were essentially doing like a train robbery. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, because once this wrapped up, I was like, all right, they really leaned into the space Western. Yeah. Especially in this last. But they really tried to lean into the space Western. Do you think it paid off in the end? Um, I don't think so because the focus was just changed so many times like like you legitimately had a story arc from episodes one through four and then you basically had a small season of mandalorian five and six and then episode seven was basically like hey people like action so let's make an action sequence in a city now i also have to point out the problems i had with the city is that it felt like no one lived there like every time you're in Moss Espa, it's like, does anybody live here? And why are the only people who seem to live here all in the casino? Like what what is <laughs> yeah. what is wrong with the world building here? And I think part of that, I will give a little leniency. I think part of that is there were tons of logistics with filming during COVID. And I know they had to film like this whole thing during like the height of the pandemic but at the same time it's like it felt so empty it's like why did it feel like freetown was more populated than a huge city right like like freetown is like you got people you got interaction you got in talk about the worst name ever freetown come on now and and then you get to moss espen it's like there's nobody is like no one here and so I don't really think that the story paid off because there was no clear focus. There's no clear focus in what the plot development was. There was no clear focus on a character that they wanted to really develop. Even though they kind of have this journey that Boba Fett goes on, we don't really have any sense of 
how has his journey with the sand people really got him to the point of being someone we should care about at the end? In fact, if anything, I kind of feel like you get this impression that Boba Fett's kind of gone soft, right? Like he's, mm. he's gone soft, which makes him uninteresting, right? Like I hate to say it, but it makes him uninteresting. And yeah. One of the most important things I would say with a television series is your show-to-show stories, episode-to-episode story, they really need to be, like, really engaging. And another important thing is it, you know, I feel like episode-to-episode needs to be really engaging, kind of fast-paced. Another thing is your characters have to be people that when we sit down and watch, like, we like watching them. We almost feel like we kind of want to hang out with them. And outside of the Mandalorian, I just feel like the show didn't have any character like that. Like Boba Fett's this iconic Star Wars character, and it's like, I kind of he kind of stinks now. Like he's you know he's a real bummer. He gets out of the Sarlacc pit, and it just you know it, 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 he has to like learn how to fight with a stick. It's like it gets really silly at points. It's just yeah. yeah. So I don't think I don't think it really delivers on being the space western that i would have imagined if they were to focus on that angle and it definitely doesn't feel like a organized crime story a it doesn't feel like anything it just feels like a hey we're going to do a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of this we're going to do a a rancor in cool's king kong moment and it just it felt so messy and there were moments where it was kind of fun you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take that away from the show there were moments where it was kind of fun but by the time you got to the last episode and it was just kind of like ridiculous there at the end you're like well there was no sense of payoff with this fight because i honestly if they all would have just died i wouldn't have cared you know yeah yeah (laughs) i mean that's the sad reality was you just didn't care yeah at the end And it honestly, to me, felt the whole thing felt like a rough draft of like a fan fiction story. Rough draft of fan fiction. That's brutal, man. That's harsh. I I mean, that's just like they especially when they got to the end where you had Luke and you had what's her name from the Clone Wars? I never say it right. Ahsoka. 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 Ahsoka so you're trying to tie in the Clone Wars and that's where Cad Bane comes from and that even that guy that runs Freetown uh I can't I don't even know his name he was a cool character I would have liked to have seen more of him but he's from like the sheriff the sheriff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the sheriff he's from like a Chuck Wendig book so like they're trying to tie in all these things which is cool but it's just like it felt like just someone wrote a fan fiction and Mm -hmm. it was like sure we'll make that into a show Called the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> it was, it it just did not feel like the heart was in it from the writers, from the director. I mean, we were wrong. We were wrong when we said, "Hey, this is going to be good because John Favreau is a big fan. He knows yeah. what the fans like. Um, he's going to take care of this." I I think he took care of it as best he could, but I think his heart was not in it i think he wanted to make another mandalorian and they were like you've got to do book of boba fett he's like i don't want to do it and they're like you have to and he's like fine like that's just kind of how it felt it did it felt uninspired it really did completely uninspired so i mean going for it let's hope you know disney learns from this that they 
I mean, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to be coming out. I just hope that they learned from this show. You have to have a focus. You can't get to halfway through your season and then switch up the main character. So, I mean, they got a lot more, I think, to work with with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So hopefully it'll be a little more true to form. Um, Yeah. But we'll see, man. It doesn't make me excited for it. I still want to watch it because I love the characters of Star Wars. But if they continue to butcher the characters of Star Wars like this, I'm quickly not going to enjoy the Star Wars universe, which is kind of crazy to say. I was teetering on the edge of excitement for Star Wars when this show came out. Because even though I like The Mandalorian, for me, I could be totally satisfied as a Star Wars fan if I never watched it, right? I'm glad I did, but... You know, I don't find it, like, absolutely necessary. I was hoping that Boba Fett would have been something where it's like, okay, this is kind of the time to see this character that I've always kind of wanted to see more of. And then I'm kind of at a point where I would actually say, use Boba Fett as a side character in your other stuff. Don't don't even, don't even try another season of this show. Mm-hmm. Don't even try it. Move on. Do the things you care about. Don't try another season of this. And... Yeah. Take us places other than Tatooine, man. Like, I just want to go different places. Where I mean, Tatooine with Boba Fett, there's a good chance there's going to be a lot of Tatooine with Obi-Wan. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm ready to get off the desert planet just like Luke Skywalker was. And yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my final thoughts of this show is that it ultimately, at the end of the day, I was pretty excited about where this could go. And I'm at the point where it's like, I don't think they should make another season. And that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Please, no more seasons of this. Uh, just wrap it up. Take the elements that were good and probably put those back into the Mandalorian. Keep giving us Mandalorian series. Um, that seems to be kind of their bread and butter right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, man. I, Star Wars is struggling right now. Star Wars is really struggling. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking for a while, is it a franchise that will actually stand the test of time. Will it actually continue to produce good stories, kind of like the Marvel franchise is, where I don't know. I don't know, because when you talk to fans and when you talk to people like us, we constantly point back to the original three, and it's like, Mm -hmm. really? Has nothing good come of Star Wars since 1970? Like, it's just, it's a series, it's a, it's a, story and a franchise that has thrived from the original three films and we kind of give excuses to a bunch of other stuff but we we tend to kind of be like "Eh, it's just not good and so how many shows and how many movies need to come out before we go maybe it was just a a three-hit wonder like maybe it was just good yeah and and you know the the main mind behind star wars is now detached from it and and that's a big thing right like we're gonna find out really quickly what lord of the rings is gonna be like with the main mind totally detached from it right with amazon's show and we will find out um Mm. but one thing i want to mention though is i think another thing with star wars where you just kind of look at it and you're extra critical is Star Wars, even though I would I would argue that the original trilogy is is a very great series, but there's so many better movies than than Star Wars, right? But there are 
there is no no film franchise that did for you know nerd culture the film industry what star wars did like it is legitimately this monumental shift in mm-hmm. filmmaking storytelling nerd culture and, and for that i think that's why people who are fans of star wars are so reverent and respectful to it because i mean it made it made being a geek somewhat mainstream at least it was it was kind of the first stone to to really land right like there's been a lot of milestones along the way but star wars was the first one where it was like oh hey like nerdy stuff can be really really successful and really cool and fun for everybody and so i feel like that's partly why everything seems to fall short with other star wars stuff because it seems like just recycling the type of things that the original trilogy already did well, but they don't execute in the same way, and they definitely don't have the same cultural impact. Yeah. No, that is a good point. It is kind of the the catalyst to the nerd culture we have today that is now very ubiquitous, but back then, it, yeah. you know, it was very much science fiction was not something that was cool, and it was enjoyed by a very small segment of people um so i mean yeah if you go back and you look at it and through that lens like of course star wars deserves to be at the table of mega franchises it's just it's gone through this period of really since i mean i'll I'll give the the prequels their due i think that they were at least true to star wars form yeah um which like you said george lucas was still very much involved but yeah man just i disney has such a opportunity ahead of them with star wars and i just feel so far they've landed really well with mandalorian and they've struck out with boba fett so mm-hmm. maybe i'm being a little pessimistic it's only two major shows that have really come out um of the franchise yet for disney plus mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see, we'll see. I, i'm 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 pessimistic at the moment, but I guess I'm trying to be optimistic for, yeah. for the, the future. But if someone asked me, my final thoughts is if someone asked me, hey, should I watch the book of Boba Fett? I would tell him, I'd probably just pass. Just stick with Mando and, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see where, what comes next. All right. Yeah, that is it, everybody. We will probably never talk about Book of Boba Fett again. So we hope you enjoyed this final review. We hope that you guys enjoyed the show more than we did because I don't like hearing about people not enjoying things that they spend time watching. But it seems like not a ton of people did. But I hope Star Wars can get it together in the future. And until next time, we are signing off. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Parallel Quest. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.